St. John chapter 19 and verse 25, it says, Now there stood by the cross of Jesus His mother. You may be seated. Father in heaven, Lord, as we bow before You tonight, Lord, we're thankful for Your Scripture. We're thankful, Lord, for Your Holy Word. Thankful, Lord, for this service that You've allowed us to be in tonight. We're thankful for this day that You've given. Thank You, Lord, for these young ladies that have sang so beautifully tonight, for the beautiful testimonies and Your Spirit that we felt. God, You've certainly been in this place once again. And Father, we pray now, Lord, that You'd help us. God, that You'd guide us and direct us, counsel us tonight. And Father, we pray, Lord, that Your Holy Spirit would have its way. And Father, we pray, Lord, that You'd minister to every heart that's here. And God, I just pray, Lord, that You'd come down from heaven and, and move among Your people tonight and help us, Lord, to feel a touch from another world. And God, I just pray, Lord, that You'd be glorified, You'd be lifted up and praised in this place tonight. We love You. We thank You and praise You. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Now I want you to notice tonight that uh, the Bible says there in 19 of John, it says in the verse 25, it says, Now there stood by the cross of Jesus His mother. And I want you to know by this time in Jesus' life, I know that Eleven of the disciples has done betrayed Him. Eleven of the disciples has done deserted Him and left Him and turned their backs on Him. And I know this tonight, that the angels of glory had done uh, forsaken Him and, and, and left Him. And I know this, that God Himself, God the Father, had even turned His back upon the Lord Jesus. But we find here tonight that Mary, the mother of Jesus, was right there. And I thought about this. I thought that, you know, when it come down to it and, and, and the angels forsook Him and the disciples deserted Him and God turned His back upon Him, we find that, that his, his very own mother was there present. And I thought about, you know, uh, and I think that Mary was there not, not just because I, I, believe that, I believe that she believed that Jesus was the Christ. I believe that. I, you can go back and see and read and, and study and know that, that there was many things that Jesus did and He said at different times. And the Bible says that Mary pondered those things in her heart. And I believe that there was something instilled in her. And I believe that she knew that this, there was something special about that man. I believe that she knew that, that, I, that this was the very Christ, the Son of God. I believe that. But I believe that Mary wasn't there because she was a follower of Christ, but she was there simply because she was His mother. And she was going to go with Him every step of the way. She was going to be with Him every step of the way. Now you think about this, and I thought how you think about mothers, and any time that, that their, ch their children are hurt, are hurting, a mother wants to be right there with them. A mother wants to console them. A mother wants to love them and, and, and show their, their compassion towards them. But you know, I thought about this. You know, going back into Genesis, you know, God created the first mother. And you go back and you see that, that God spoke to Adam and Eve and He said, Be fruitful and multiply. Did He not? 
and how that uh, and how that uh, uh, Eve became the, the first mother. But you know, I, I'm, I'm sad to uh, it's sad to say today that that we're living in a world that is absolutely confused, and this world is turned upside down on their sexual orientation. It's it's hard to believe that, that that there's two women trying to raise children. There's two men trying to raise children, and how God did not intend for it to be that way. And you know what? God didn't mess up when He made a man. God didn't make a mistake when He made woman. God absolutely knew what He was doing when He made a man. God knew what He was doing when He made a woman, and He said to be fruitful and multiply. And you think about what of what God established there that day. It is absolutely impossible. For two women to come together and multiply. It's absolutely impossible for two men to come together and multiply. You know the animals even know better than that. You think about that tonight and the mess that we've made of it and the messes and the mistakes that we've gotten ourselves into. But you know there's something special about being in the presence of a mother. I mean a true godly mother. And I thought about I thought about those spiritual mothers. And you may be here today and you may not have your birth mother here. But you look around and my goodness, you can find a spiritual mother. Someone that will pray for you. Someone that will love you. Someone that will uh, lead you to the Lord and no doubt go uh, to bat for you. But you think about that and how, how important. I can look back and see spiritual mothers, not only not only uh, Joyce Lynn Lavender DeWeese, but I can see her as a spiritual mother that no doubt has taken me to church from day one and thank God that she, uh, that she did. And you know what? She's instilled those things in my heart and my life and made me to uh, taught me about Jesus and made me to realize that I needed Him more than anything else in this life. And I thank God for my mommy today. I thank God for, for what she means to me. And there's something special about being in the presence of a mother. And you think about that. And I thought, you know, there's some things, and I'll, just, I'll, be, I'll be short and be out of the way here in just a moment, but there's a few things, uh, there's a, a few things that I believe a mother wants to know about their children. There's some things that a mother desires to know about their children. And number one, first of all, I thought about this, a mother wants to know that their children are safe and healthy. You ever think about that? And how important that is to every mother. And I'm talking about a true mother. I remember just a few weeks ago, my dad and I, we uh, were up on the farm in Calhoun County and it was cold early one morning. And we were driving up the hill in, in the side by side. He was in his and I was in mine and we drove along. And how many of you know uh, what those little killdeer birds are? They call them a sandpiper or a killdeer. Well, all of a sudden, this thing come out of nowhere. And I mean, that thing was bowed up in the back and it was dragging its wings. And I thought, my goodness, look at that. It's, it's going to attack that side by side. And I got to wondering what is going on. I've seen that before. And then I realized what was happening. And we got too close to Mama Bird's nest. And we began to look around there a little bit. And there was three little old eggs about that big laid there in the dirt and in amongst the rocks. But you know what? She was willing to risk it all. She was willing, willing to sacrifice it all. And she was about to attack those side by sides. They were a hundred times or a thousand times bigger than she was. But boy, she was going to put us down the road. She was letting us know who was boss. But you know, I thought about 
Can you think about this? I, I, I thought about a, a mama bear. You get between a mama bear and her babies, you're hurting. You're going to get in trouble. You think about that. And you know, Sarah and I and, and Annabeth, we were in, in a situation yesterday. We begin to think about that and, and how that we was out on top of the mountain and seen all kinds of sign of, it looked like probably two or three different bear perhaps, but anyhow, we were concerned about that yesterday. But I thought, you know, you think about those mothers and how protective they are of their children. and You think about the animals and, and how protective they are of their own babies. And my goodness, you, you get in between a mama bear and her babies, you're, you're going to have a bad day. But I thought about how important it is that a mother sees the safety and health of her own children. And I thought about this, you know, I remember, well, you, you know, I can remember, I can remember going back, and, and, and though I was uh, an ornery little boy, y'all may not believe that, but I was ornery. I, I, was, I was a mean little fella. But I can remember mom, she would, she would try to whoop me. And I'd get her tickled, and I'd get her laughing, and she couldn't do it. But she'd run me to my room, and that was my punishment. She'd put me in my room, and when Daddy got home, it was business. It was more business-like. And I didn't like that business end of it. But I thought about how that she corrected me and punished me because she loved me. You know, and, and I thought, if you want to see the depravity of man, mankind, you go, just go down here to a ball game somewhere and you see a controversial call out on the field somewhere and you'll see she-bears come out of the, those bleachers from everywhere. Their claws are out. You think about it. Now, hey, I've, I've seen that a time or two. But, you know, you can't lay a hand on their, a, a, a mama's child. But boy, she can beat the devil out of them. You better, you better stay away from them. But she can just beat the devil out of them. But you know, I thought how how the, the, they're concerned about their health and their welfare and their and their safety. I, I believe all down through the, the, their their whole lives. I, I'm convinced on a mother's dying bed. I believe she's concerned about her children and the welfare and well-being of, of her children. But I thought about. I remember. I remember a story that I heard some time ago about. A young boy that he was he was born and and it wasn't long that he you know, he realized when he, he come up a little bit in age he realized that his mother was blind and later on in life as he got to be a little bit older he began to be more conscientious about that and and how that he he didn't like it and as he become a teenager he tried to distance himself from his mom he didn't like the fact that his mom was blind and he had to lead her around, and at times she would stumble and fall and maybe perhaps embarrass him. And how that later on in life, he, after he graduated from high school, he went off to college, and he absolutely separated his life from her. And he went, went through his whole life and had never had no contact with his, with his mother. And, and it, when he graduated from college, he moved back into another town, not just but a few miles away from where he grew up and where his... His mommy lived, and, and, and she was a single parent, by the way. Didn't even know his daddy. But he, one time he was having a party, as I, I remember, he was having a party at his apartment, and, and everybody was there, and, and, he knocked, and there was a knock on the door. 
And he went to the door and somebody had brought his mother to his apartment, found out where he lived and brought his mother to the, to the apartment where she can be with him. Been years, several years since she'd even seen him or been, been, been around him. And some of the fellows that were there, they seen as this woman kind of glared and, and, and she had no movement in her eyes and said, well, who is that old lady? And, and the boy spoke up and said, well, that's just some old lady across town. And he walked out and he was ashamed of his mom. He walked out and he said, don't you ever come back to my place again. He said, I'm embarrassed of you. You've embarrassed me. And, and he took her out and, and she left. He got in the ride and left. Well, several years later, the old lady died alone. And he got a call and everything that she had, he was the only child. Everything that she had was left to him, the house and everything. So he went and he, he was looking, looking through the house and looking for uh, different things about a will and about banking accounts and different things like that. And he, he come across a piece of paper that was in an envelope that was addressed to him. And he opened it up and read it. And, and it was his mother that wrote to him and, and she said, not long after you were born, we realized that you were blind. And she said, I did not, I couldn't stand the thoughts of you going through life being blind. So before you could ever have any remembrance of it, we had surgery. And they removed the retinas off of my eyes and put them on your eyes so that you could see. But you think about the sacrifices that mothers make. My goodness, you think. And I'm, I'm convinced today that every mother would cut off their right arm to see that their own babies be safe and be healthy. But you know, I'm convinced today that every mother wants to make sure and see that, that their babies are healthy and, and safe. And You know, you think about the sacrifices that, the, that a mom makes so that their, their children can be better. It's, it's a mother that does without so that her, so that her children can have. And you know, I thought about this. Everything, or every, every mother wants to know that their children are loved. You know, one of the greatest things I believe that, that a mom can give, not, it's not a $200 pair of shoes, $600 phone, it's not a, a, all the toys that you could imagine, but you know what, I believe it's simply this, those three words, I love you. Amen. How important it is. You know, a child, a child is not complete without the love of a mother. And I thought how important it is that they, that they receive the love from those mothers. And, you know, I, I thought about every, every mother wants to know, a true mother wants to know where their children are headed. And I, I mean, I, you know, I, I thought about how when it comes right down to it, and I, I believe that even, even mothers that are, that are not saved and born again themselves, I believe they have a concern for their children on the path that they're taking in this life. And I thought about how important it is that as a, as a child, even as a parent, you know that we leave no doubt about our salvation. You know, I, the, the greatest thing that I can ever have in my life, first and foremost, is to know that I've been born again to know that I've been redeemed, to know that I've been saved, I've been blood-bought, my name is written in the Lamb's book of life. That's the 
the greatest thing that I can have in this life. But you know the next greatest thing that I can have is to know that my family is ready to go as well. You think about that and, and the peace that I can have. I can go over here and lay my head down on the pillow and it, ain't, it don't take me but just a matter of seconds. I'm out. And I go to sleep knowing, and, and, and it's, it's comforting to know that my whole family has been born again. My whole family is saved. And you know what? I would recommend today, if you don't know the Lord, get to know Him. Amen. Be born again. Get saved. And come to meet this Lord Jesus as, as we know Him. You know, I believe the greatest thing that we can ever leave behind is a testimony. Amen. Saying. When it comes down to it, the preacher shouldn't have to get up and try to stumble across words to get it across that mommy was a good person. Daddy was a good person. But you know what? I believe we live our life every day and the way that we live is a testimony to this world and where we're headed. Leave no doubt about our salvation and how important it is that every mom knows that it is okay with, with them, with their children and the Lord. And even it goes the other way. I believe before, uh, before mom uh, lays down in death and how, how that she may lay there in her deathbed, it's important to, their, to her children that, their, that her children knows exactly how it is with, with her soul and how important it is. You know, there's some things that, that every, every, every true godly mother wants to know about their children. How important. You know, you know, we could there's not a doubt in my mind that every one of us could stand and and give stories about their mother. I'm convinced of that. But you know, if we're not careful, we'll get into the emotion of it. And you know, emotions come and go. Emotions don't last. Sometimes our emotions are high. And sometimes they're low. But you know what? A relationship with Christ is what we need. More than anything in this life, a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ is, is more, than what, more than anything else that we can have in this life is, is simply a relationship with Jesus Christ.